0: The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again the beginning of our epistle reading for this past Sunday, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-4 to 4. again, where the Apostle Paul wrote, I urge then first of all that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. My dear friends in Christ, when we pray for God's blessings in the lives of all people, Paul says, this is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. We're praying for God's blessings in the lives of all people. When we're praying for the temporal good of all people, by praying for good government and good leaders and good world conditions, The answer to our prayers is going to be that there would be a suitable climate which is good for the preaching of and the spread of the gospel message. So as we pray for the temporal good of people, of all people, for the general good of all people, our prayer, our main prayer, always remains A prayer for people's souls that more people would know about God's grace and love, that they would know about the forgiveness of sins and and what Jesus has done for them. That's what's really important. See, it's not really God's first desire that all people would be healthy, wealthy, and wise but rather it's God's first desire that all people would be saved and would come to a knowledge of the truth. May our prayers therefore always reflect such a fervent love for souls, a concern for souls, their eternal salvation. So Paul isn't just encouraging us to pray for God's blessings in the lives of all people, He's encouraging us to pray for God's blessings in the hearts of all people. But how much do we pray for God's blessings in the hearts of all people? Oh, about two months ago in our Old Testament reading, we heard the story of Oh, the Lord going to Abraham and telling Abraham about the upcoming destruction of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah for their wickedness, for their immorality. And when the Lord told Abraham that those cities were going to be destroyed, in one sense what Abraham could have done is he could have, well, he knew the wickedness of the city. He knew how evil the people were. They had a reputation. He knew that. And so what Abraham could have done is he could have said, well, if you're getting rid of all of those people, that's fine as long as you take care of my nephew Lot and his family, well, then that would be okay. That's a way he could have responded. But even though he knew the wickedness of the city and... have said that the judgment was just he instead prayed for those people he was concerned about their eternal souls because he knew that what most likely would be the case is that if God did end up sending judgment on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah which he did but if God would send that judgment most of those people would end up facing their eternal punishment, and and Abraham didn't want that. And that's why he persistently prayed to the Lord. He prayed to the Lord, asking him to spare the city if there were 50 righteous people in the land. And then he said, well, 45, 40, 30, and 20, and he finally came down to the number of 10, asking God to spare the city if just ten righteous people were there. And just thinking about what Abraham did there, let's also never stop praying for the souls of people in our world who don't know Christ. And there are so many. That's why it's so important that we regularly and faithfully be praying for those souls who don't know Christ. But in addition to praying, though, It's good that we pray, but what we'll also want to do is make every effort that we can personally make to tell those who don't know about Christ about our Savior. And what we'll also want to do is whatever we can to generously support the mission works of our congregation, of our church body, to get the gospel message out, well, into the areas around us, into the world. Of those people who don't know about Christ you know if we ever would think Abraham could have said well the world would be better off if we got rid of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah if, if we ever were to think that the world would be better off if God would just condemn someone or certain types of people then actually we'd be no better than the Pharisee in Jesus' parable you remember the Pharisee and he said God, I thank thee that I'm not like other men. May God always give us a burning love for souls and especially for those souls who who don't yet know Christ. After all, you know, it's only because of God's great love for us, for his amazing grace for us, that we're part of God's believing family. We were a part of the unbelieving world before we were called to faith and we would have been destined to eternal punishment, but God graciously called us to faith. God, the Holy Spirit, graciously came to us through the gospel, perhaps at the time of our baptisms, to reach our hearts, to bless our hearts, to make us believing children of God. And doesn't it therefore make sense for us to thank God for his blessings and to pray for God's blessings in the hearts of all people so that more and more people would enjoy the blessings of God's grace and love that we enjoy. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for all the blessings that you give to us. You take care of us body and soul. You give us earthly blessings. You give us our Savior. Please grant your blessings in the lives of all people and please also grant your blessings in the hearts of all people. So more and more people will know of your grace and love. We pray in the name of Jesus, our greatest and the world's greatest blessing